Hi, welcome back to Storybud. We're delighted to be back and we're here in Near FM Studios, uh, 90.3. Delighted to be here uh, in a proper professional studio. Hopefully you can tell the difference in the quality of the sound. Yep. Um, so this week we are going to talk about lying. Um, lies, lies. What's that? Oh, right. Okay. I mean, it's a song by a band. Are we like? Uh, <laughs> Love Arcade Fire. I don't know. I have to refer to my uh, my uh, copyright notes. I'm sure they won't mind. Copy that. Um, so I could have lied there and said, you know, pretended that I knew. Well, that's a different thing. Is it? I mean, omitting the truth or pretending to understand something is different than saying I understand it or I know what that song is. So if I had laughed and been like, ah, yeah. Because I was too yeah. nervous to not know what your reference was. Yeah. I feel like most people have to do that a lot with me. Or they think they do. I think I'm making a joke. Can you I'm explain not, what you're talking about? Obviously, you and I don't have to do that. <laughs> anyway, I just it just was a realisation that I had where when you are young and you are told that lying is bad and you're going to go to hell if you lie on any level... Uh, it has a huge effect on you. I remember like being awake at night as a kid, worrying that like I told a lie and I was going to hell now. Um, and actually, the truth of it is that lying, in varying degrees, kind of makes the world go round. Did you agree? Yeah, uh, I think people lie all the time, in, including me, um, to myself maybe, and outwardly. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Good. But like it. Well, I think that if we uh, always told the truth, it, even just take that, that 10 people a day ask you how you are. If you always told the truth, would you not just be... Let's do it tomorrow. Um, and just tell the truth. But sure, you... Well, you you probably feel fine. But <laughs> if you started being like, well, I'm not whatever, my this is sore and... Yeah, I'm worried about that. Oh, bloody day at it. Yeah. So. But that's, and you, like you say to yourself and others, that's for your own benefit to get through the day as well as, you know, how much of it is about pretending and convincing yourself that you're fine and you know what you're doing. I mean, life in general. Yeah. Um, But it's just, it's, it's such a, I don't know about you, but like when I was growing up, it was like the worst thing you could do was tell a lie. And I mean, maybe there should be a word for untruths that aren't like, lies that aren't hurting anybody or damaging anything or what kind of lies did you tell when you were a kid like did you eat the chocolate and the thing oh really no. you deny that yeah um oh did 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 your lies ever did you ever get somebody else in trouble by lying when you were a kid and not still not say actually it was i'm me? sure i did but i can't remember specifics <laughs> yeah one of my brothers used to do this thing when he was lying where he'd like roll his tongue around so they'd be questioning him about whatever and he'd be like shaking his head going <laughs> and like rolling his tongue around inside his cheeks and when he had a son his son just does that as well when he's lying oh really yeah it's weird um, you have tells I think that your parents know and the other thing was that I think your imagination like I remember going in as a kid into school and telling people these mad fantastical stories about things that had happened yeah when I, they weren't true but I just thought if you believe enough if you have enough conviction 
then? I definitely lied uh, around having seen Santa, having seen a tooth fairy, uh, having seen my toys get up in the middle of the night and play. Um, Those kind of lies. Yeah. Yeah, so it was that. And then there's the lies that like parents tell children for the magic of childhood when actually that can be quite damaging when you find out. Yeah, but like Santa. Yeah, we should put a warning at the start of this. <laughs> in case anybody's yeah. listening in the car. Um, what what Bunny, do you think Tooth of Fairy. that? What do you think of that as a... I was very old when I realised. I was in boarding school when I realised that that was a lie. And, and who my, told you? Were you devastated? No, I figured it out by seeing things or whatever. By listening I, to podcasts. Yeah. But I remember being like, no, of course it's true. There's no way all the parents in the world <laughs> yeah. would lie at Christmas time. And do you, would you think um, it was cruel of parents these days? I mean, if I had kids, of course I wouldn't be like, this isn't real. But our, our friend that we love to mention, I don't think they ever had... Had Santa in their house and she told all the kids in school. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, because there was a magic to it and everything, but I think I'd get in there at like, I don't know, maybe eight. And just seven. kill it. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, don't ruin it for anyone else. But I think you're grown up enough now to know. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that's less traumatizing than hearing it from somebody in school or? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, it's something I don't want to get too controversial about it, but I I I'm telling my children those things about Santa and I didn't, and the tooth fairy. I'm not getting involved in the Easter bunny because it's just I can't keep up with it all. But I I I compare it sometimes to what they get taught at school about religion. Um, yeah, and I know that's coming from a place where the people genuinely believe. Well, not everyone does. They're kind of allegories, or people don't yeah. necessarily. Yeah, but believe. my my kids are being told, like we were, that there is a God. He mm. is in the sky. He looks like this. This is what Jesus looked like. Yeah. Jesus, you know, and so I mean. I'm, I'm, that's not necessarily a lie, but it's based on a belief. Mm-hmm. It's um, like a myth or a story. Well, it's a lot of people t- say that it's not. Would they not? Well, it's a story. You can't deny it. What's a story? The, the Jesus Bible. story. Yeah, the Bible. The, thank you. <laughs> Is that story. not a fact that Jesus existed? Uh, it's loosely based on a fact, but he did not. Chance of him looking the way that we all know him to look. Yeah. I do unlikely. Um... So what do you think about people saying that without making it clear that it's not it's a belief rather than a fact? Mm, it's not really. I don't think it's really the same thing. As lying? As Santa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, because I know Santa doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. And there's a bit more, there's a bit more, you know grounding to Jesus what, what he may or may not have done or said or believed or a bit more, like a bit more yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. valid point um, well I don't know I'm just saying that we did you know this massive thing in people's life religion. religion 
is based on people telling each other a story. A story, yeah. Um, but I suppose you can't. I'm not saying that people are lying, but there is is it is feeds into people um, basing. But what would you say to your kids now about lying? Is there any kind of like if you tell a lie, you'll what you'll get found out, or the truth always comes out, or it's not uh, like you are going to hell. No, I don't tell them they're going to hell <coughs> or that they're sinners or um yeah. but I tell them it's not nice to lie mm. and that they shouldn't be afraid of telling the truth mm-hmm. even though they should. <laughs> the truth is out there. Um, I don't I, they'd lie about stuff like <clears throat> whether they brush their teeth or not. Yeah. Or whether daddy said they were allowed to have chocolate after dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Um but like does then then there's the the lies that you like and I know that you do it I couldn't really think of a specific example but I remember you doing it in college and I do it as well where you're you're so invested in the lie and being found out that you've told a lie and you feel so guilty that you make it really convoluted and then if anybody questions you on it it gets more and more convoluted and in some instances then you have to go back and like pad out the story even more to facilitate the lie which should have been a small lie in the first place and may not even have been necessary do you know what I mean yeah no yeah exactly uh, I, it's only recently that I have taught myself not to go into too much detail <laughs> in lie or truth um, yeah. but yeah I'm trying to think of an example but I remember you getting stopped by the guards in college and you didn't have your seatbelt on. And you lied to the guard. Um, and it's a lie How that you know women and girls tell people in authority all the time, which is, I have my period. And <laughs> the men freak out and everything is forgiven. Yeah. So if you didn't want to do PE, you said you had your period. If you uh, or if you forgot something at home or you know, and you needed to get out of school. I got my period, and I would go into graphic detail about my physical. You know, I've got my period, and you, you that time now you said your breasts were sore. No, I didn't. You I did. would never say that. I you would be did. embarrassed enough to say. Well, that that maybe you lied to me then by telling me that that's what you had that told may the guard. Have been another embellishment. <laughs> no, I would never have had the guts to say that to a guard. Breasts. I remember somebody else saying once that a running a red, another friend of ours running a red light or running a stop sign and getting stopped by the guards and saying I was just sneezing just as it turned red yeah it must have been a red light and my <laughs> eyes were closed for that split second and That's the guard was like go on like it's so inventive you have to respect that mm, I don't know uh, yeah or, or another friend who I was saying telling you this earlier on who used to have a buddy in the gym and they did loads of classes together or whatever and my friend's name is Katie and she she said I could use her real name. May or may not be her real name. <laughs> anyway, she's, she, her name's Katie and she, this other woman who she knew for like a year or something was always calling her Sarah. Uh, Hiya, Sarah. Sarah, are you doing the spinning class? Sarah. And she never said anything to her because she was too mortified. And then she had a, a necklace that said Katie and your one was like, is your, is your name Katie? I've been calling you Sarah for 
And Katie was like, no, no, it's Sarah. This is my sister's necklace. And she said, you could see your one going, oh, my God, her sister must be dead. And she was like, we just swap them sometimes. She's not dead. And uh, and again, like that could have gotten into a whole thing of like, yeah, just it, it, the more complicated. And why did she not just say, yeah, actually, it's Katie. Do you know what? But it doesn't matter. Surely 50 percent of the population are being currently called the wrong name and don't correct you know, I think you can correct them. I had a director once who called me Lisa and I corrected him for maybe like a week and then I was just like, oh, it's easier. Yeah. People And there was no other Lisas on the on the whole crew. Yeah. I I think that depends on whether you are innately offended by people not catching your name or not, but yeah. somebody at I know somebody who's called me Carrie for 3 years. That's kind of right though. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I suppose if they were calling me I don't know. Frank or something I'd be like Lisa yeah uh, but yeah but so we do lie all the time by not telling people and we've, I've spoken about it before but like the politeness thing of going you know in the hairdressers are you happy with your hair with your meal is everything okay you know yeah it's grand yeah uh, not true <laughs> I remember a friend of mine came over um, just popped in and he said he was Hung- he mentioned that he was hungry. I said, shall I make you a sandwich? Do you want a sandwich? Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I pulled everything out of the fridge that I could go into a sandwich. And I said, do you want cheese? Yeah. Uh, tomato? Yeah. Ham? Yeah. Lettuce? Yeah. Okay. I made him the sandwich, brought him out. Oh, no. out. Um, and we were having a chat and I could just see him. He opened up the sandwich and he was picking out all the tomatoes and cheese and pretty much everything. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I don't like cheese. I'm sorry. I was like, why didn't you tell me when I was making it? I I just was trying to be polite. And now you're trying to flip everything off the bread. Uh, Or you lie once about liking something, you know, do you eat? eat And then you just eat it. And then the next time you go to their house, they're like, oh, I got these for you because you like them. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. It's bad. (laughs) that men lie a bit more than women controversial well it's just I'm trying to think of uh, or men are just worse at it probably because they're not as smart well a friend of ours used to when we were in college used to have when he was out basically trying to hook up with people he would use a fake name and he would each week give himself almost like a persona where he would say he was a lawyer or Doctor. a lecturer or <laughs> It's like, what if somebody, what if you're talking to somebody who is studying law or mm. it's like, it's grand, it's fine, don't worry about it. Do you remember the story about them going speed dating, that friend and somebody else? And so they were speed dating and it's where you ring a bell and you move on to the next table. And he basically was like one table ahead of our other friend. OK. Uh, and said, OK, next, I want you to play this joke with me, this girl. And he was like, next guy that comes, he's from Port Marnock. His dad's name is whatever. Uh, he went to school here and they live in a house by this and they go to Dubai sometimes or whatever it was. And then the girl, when he got, the next guy got to the girl, she was like, do you live, where do you live? Do you live in Port Marnock? And basically she let on that she'd had an affair with his dad. Oh, right. To all the, <laughs> to all the questions Brilliant. that she was asking. And she was like, yeah, you're the image of this guy I used to see. And then she said his name and he was like, that's my dad. <laughs> really? Yeah. I never heard that. That's <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And then the other lie that that particular fella used to tell was 
we'd got be meeting up in town and they lived in Malahide, Port Marnock and was like, where are you? You're late. And they'd always be like, we're in Fairview. No matter where they were. It was like, they could be 45 minutes away. We're in Fairview. Ah, yeah. No, but that's the, that was the other example I was going to give. Sorry. Is that um, men more, I think, than women will speak like, I'm. yeah, I'll be there in two minutes when they know for a fact they're going to be there in 45 minutes. Yeah. Whereas a woman is more likely to say, maybe I'm wrong, to say, I'm really sorry, I'm running late. I'm going to be there this time. I don't know. I feel like women are generally more punctual, but I don't know how many men are going to listen to this. But what do you think about telling lies in pranks? Because that really annoys me. What do you mean? So, so for example, I know somebody who is mad into April Fool's pranks or jokes, but... The, the first time he did it, I did, it was within the first year of meeting him. So he got a text message to say that the place that he lived and worked and basically it was his whole life revolved around this thing and it had been burnt down in an arson attack. <laughs> and I can't remember if he said he was in the hospital, but he was okay. And... Um, the Catholic guilt comes in for me there now. I'm like, well, that's but not really I, okay to lie about I know loads of people were like, I'm never talking to you again. Oh. Um, that's, you took it too far. That's ridiculous. Because people were trying to ring him and offering to send him money and they were very worried about the whole organisation. And um, he, he doesn't, he still does it every year. So this year he texted to say... I mean, not just like we know now. We know yeah, he said, I just wrote, he wrote Something and said, RT are doing a documentary on me and would you mind going on to do an interview and kind of, you know, big me up or whatever. And I just wrote back saying, fuck off. He's like, okay, good answer. But do do you think it's okay in a a prank to create this really elaborate lie? Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) Have you ever been badly pranked? Think of an example of me being badly pranked. Yes, actually. Uh, we were doing a film down in this really really haunted castle down in Tullamore and it's like most haunted have been there and everything and there's a there's a true story about this girl like who fell and died when she was two or three years old Um, let's say her name is Florence I can't remember and there's a staircase in kind of the outer wing of the castle and there's a plaque on it that says Florence died here age three she fell down the stairs whatever and up at the top of those and those stairs are like way colder than everywhere else but fair enough like they're on the outer edges of the castle and there's a nursery at the top of the stairs that's still like dressed like a nursery basically like a I don't know was it Victorian or probably older and um, anyway we were there one time we were having lunch the crew were having lunch on the dining bus and I was upstairs with my buddies having lunch and back in the days when we used to have lunch breaks (laughs) And uh, we said, oh, we've 20 minutes left or whatever. Let's go and check out the the rooms that we haven't been shooting in and let's go for a wander around the castle. Now, unbeknownst to me, there was a guy sitting on the bottom level of the bus who could hear this. So he was like, ah, finally, my opportunity to prank somebody. And so he got out, went up to the top of the castle where the nursery was. He had rigged up cat gut that was attached to a cradle, went under the carpet in the room and he was in the wardrobe. And when he pulled on the cat gut, the cradle would rock. And there was no, like you could walk in a circle around the cradle and there was no way of knowing that it was attached to anything. So 
he could hear us coming. It was like four or five of us walking up the stairs. And I could hear like this swish, 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 swish. And there was like a netted curtain canopy thing over the top. It was really creepy anyway. And uh, I was like, can you guys hear that? And I saw it and I, I thought there'd be somebody behind the door when I got into the room, but there wasn't anyone there. And it was rocking, rocking, rocking like 100 miles an hour. And I was like, the others that were with me were a few paces behind. And then it just stopped from 100 miles an hour to nothing. And I was like, whoa, like what the hell was that? And I walked around looking for, was there anyone there? Or I didn't look in the wardrobe because the wardrobe was about 10 feet away. Uh, and I was so freaked out. I was like, did you guys see that? And they were all like, yeah. But they they hadn't, it had stopped by the time they got up the stairs or whatever. And I honestly was like blue in the face. I was so freaked out. I was like, I know what I saw. I don't believe in ghosts, but I know what I saw. And like, that was second. And then I remember afterwards, everyone, I told, I had to go down and have like sugary tea and chocolate or whatever. It was like, oh my God. And then everyone was coming. There was loads of American producers and stuff. And they were all like, tell us about your experience in the... And my boss at the time was like, that's bollocks. It didn't happen, whatever. <laughs> and uh, somebody else was like burning sage around my aura to try and cleanse my aura. Then and so are guy. all these people genuinely very concerned yeah, about you? These and what were all, none of them were in on the prank, as far <laughs> as I know. Because uh, I was convincingly, not convincingly, because I was like freaked. I love and that you're being freaked. It's like, I, I need some chocolate. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm just you? a ghost. Can we fucking um, Mars And there bar. was one guy from work that I would really trust. And he's a sweetheart of a man, whatever. And he's really, he's a grip, but he's like really unassumingly into like spirituality and yoga and everything else. And he came up and he was like, now what will happen is that child will attach its spirit to you. <laughs> like in hindsight, he was taking the piss as well. Having great crack. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, but it's kind spirit and you have to, if you feel threatened, you have to visualize yourself as a big black dog. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't <laughs> sign up for this. And then at the end, I was shook for the whole rest of the day. At the end of the day, my boss was like, show me the room. I don't oh, believe like, you. I think I can feel the spirit attaching. <laughs> I was like, I'm a black dog. <laughs> so my boss made me bring him up to the nursery to show him the room. And he was like, I don't believe this. And it was getting dark at this stage. And he uh, closed the door and locked me in. And like ran off. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Only for about three or four minutes and they all thought it was hilarious. And again, Were you at banging this stage, on the door? Yeah, I was screaming. I was on the walkie talkie and everything. At this stage, nobody knew it was a prank. Like, And the other people who were with me when it was rocking were freaked as well, but not to the same extent. So that was fine. It went on for ages. Like everyone coming up, Americans coming up to me going, are you the girl that had the experience with the... And Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, the other, the, he won't mind. Jimmy uh, telling me that he could see that the child was with me and it was all um, <laughs> benevolent and blah, blah, blah. And then about a week and a half later, we had the rap party. And so you know, the, they didn't tell you that day? No. One of the locations guys came up to me. I still owe that guy. I'm going to get him back eventually. And he handed me a handful of um, cactus. It was like, go anyone want to drink? And he was like, I'll just give you something. Handed me a handful of cactus and he was like, there's your ghost. He was like, that was me. I was in the wardrobe. Ha ha ha. And I was like, you were. And everyone was like, no way. Because they all really believed me because it was so convincing. So that was. An elaborate. Yeah. Was it a lie? It was a lie. It was an elaborate prank. That okay. Freaked me out. Um, and so I have to say, if that was me, I probably, I probably wouldn't have done that to somebody. Because it like messed with your head. And if I had done it, I wouldn't have let it go on for like a week and a half. And did you laugh? 
I was kind of relieved and kind of... No, I was a bit shocked that somebody would go to that trouble. Like, he had planted that there days beforehand and was waiting for an opportunity so he could just run in and do it. Yeah. Uh, and I obviously walked into his... the palm of his hand. Okay. Um, and then I had to go to the other guy and be like, what are you talking about with the black dog and the spirit? And he was like, ha, ha, ha. But yeah. so did he know what was going on or he just was He getting... just knew by by everything that it wasn't real, but... Because he's spiritual... Yeah. Being. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the worst. Um, <laughs> uh, and have you ever been caught out lying? Um, yeah, do you know, I think when you get, you do something stupid and you have to lie quickly to recover from it. Yeah. Your, your capabilities of lying are lax. Like, if you compensate, I think I told the story before as well of where I accidentally sent a text message to a load of high up bosses saying we're my heart is broken and we're fucked <laughs> to like all of the people running the show uh, and then I sent in a follow up Holly- in Hollywood pretty much yeah all over the world <laughs> and then I pretty much sent a follow up one saying sorry that was about a broken laptop uh, everything's fine here <laughs> and it was like the least a couple of my bosses who were close to me at the time were like yeah that'll tell them like they'll surely believe that Um and I think, yeah, definitely it's like that other thing of texting the wrong person or text and trying to cover it up then and saying, oh, no, I was texting another yeah. C-E-I-R-E, Kira, who happens <laughs> to be a friend of mine who you've never heard of. I meant her in the text. Uh, and I've had people do it to me as well, where they've sent me a text about me and then been like, oh, no, no, it's different Jess. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, So, yeah, I've, I have had that. Yeah, I I think that people... I worry that people are going to think I'm lying when I'm not lying. So mm. that's why I try not to be too uh, explanatory about stuff. Yeah. So if I make mistakes, now I just... Try and keep them simple. I just like own it instead mm. of saying... I suppose it's it's something to do with the defense mechanism that, that we all have where we need to explain. But that's why we lie is most of it's defense or, yeah. you know... I never did that, never said that, never. Guilt, even of not living up to what we should or what people think we should or that we are experienced enough to to do our jobs or talk about, you know, it's all of that. And the other thing that I'm finding harder and harder to believe, like at the moment, we won't delve into it, but with this um, referendum, which I'm sure, which will be finished by the time you guys hear this, but is the the peddling of misinformation and that, and the, you know, anybody can ring up Joe Duffy or... Anyone can ring up um, a radio station and tell a story that's completely untrue. Like like I was when I was a kid going into school and saying, you know, I opened my wardrobe and there was loads of fairies in it. And I saw Santa yeah. two times yesterday or whatever. Anyone can do that. And in, in the same way that one of the other kids in the playground might believe me saying I've seen fairies, mm. they exist. You know, some adult can hear another adult on the radio saying whatever they want it's completely untrue and they might believe it and that might cause harm to whoever is involved or whatever they're talking about um and there's no censorship on that and people are allowed free speech but i think with the internet and everybody being even just wikipedia like everyone being able to have access and create kind of fake news and not fact check things properly and not research things properly but even even facts are twisted um and they, I mean, so um, I'm trying to think 
so like for example uh, there's shampoo ads or moisturizer mm. ads and they say they try to make it look like it's f- a factual a kind of evidence-based thing yeah. yeah and then you read the small writing notes it's like 36 out of 41 people said they yeah. thought that this product was may cause anal leakage yeah. or sometimes death yeah. <laughs> but they thought it was okay kind of you know yeah. so, uh, but yeah so they're trying to make it look fact-based. Mm. So maybe it is a fact that... But but what were you saying about statistics? Well, that's a, a statistic that... so that 97% of statistics are incorrect. <laughs> well, basically that <laughs> you can still twist statistics to reflect your theory. Mm. Um, you can leave out other statistics that might, you know... Yeah. Um, confuse the point that you're trying to tell yeah put yeah. across yeah so and you, then there is an element of people hearing what they want to hear yeah even if it exactly. is probably untrue yeah like Santa exists yeah, <laughs> I'd rather believe that than not believe it so 41 people think that Santa exists um, out of 39 yeah so but it is something that has come up a lot uh, in the referendum and you're, you're absolutely right that people can tell a story which can influence people have a massive influence on other people and there's no kind of fact checking. Yeah, and you could say that, I suppose, about marketing and advertising and everything and just like slightly untrue, you know, playing on other people's needs, emotions, wants, whatever, target audience and targeting people like that and their vulnerabilities in some cases. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I, that's what bothers me. It's like, you know, if we're all fighting to do the right thing in this instance, why would you use untruths to get to that point if you believe it's right you know if those people were to look at what they're saying and doing and because somebody at some level knows that these things are untrue and factually incorrect and they're still using them to try and get to people's emotions and get to people's hearts and to say you know to play on that and I just think if, if it's if you are up high in that and you know that it's not true what are you doing why are you doing it like where's your integrity or your morality or all these things that were you know, ultimately, that's what we want as a country is to do the right thing. Yeah. But if that's based on misinformation and, you know, unclear, unclear information that's confusing people into fear and then making the wrong decision, why why do it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, do you think that social media it really adds to, I suppose it comes back to that that thing where you're asking questions you ask somebody how they are and they yeah aren't going to tell you extreme version of that isn't it yeah um i don't think i'm a a witness to it as much anymore because i i'm not on facebook or instagram or uh i'm not on a social media where people talk about uh or kind of promote their own uh, life or their own success well, that's also something that could be described as being a lie. Yeah. Know, that, that creation of that online persona, which is how we want everybody to see us. And it's like curating a person to put forward as a representation of yourself. And again, it's not lying necessarily, but it's... Only putting forward this... Yeah, so selective. It's, it's curating the truth, I suppose. Um, or, or omitting the, the bad stuff. Um, and definitely then that encourages that and it 
you know, even with like I was talking about this today, but like teenagers and teenage girls and makeup. Yeah. And contouring and eyebrows and all of that stuff. Like imagine. I'm so glad that we didn't have that. And it's still have no capacity to put on <laughs> eyebrows. What's that? What's that shiny stuff that people <laughs> like? People have Highlighter. serious shiny shimmer or something. But okay, but it looks like they're on the moon. Yeah. Well, some people that what do it well, to look like? and then you probably don't notice, it and you just think, "Oh, they've lovely dewy, glowy skin." Really? Yeah, Is that what it's supposed to look like? I think so. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it's hard enough, like growing up without any of that stuff. Can you imagine being on Instagram and seeing all the selfies and the people and the, you know, the yeah, Kardashians right. and yeah. the, um, and, that, and it does kind of, yeah, it does kind of make lying more acceptable. I see, I don't know. I feel like there should be a middle lying sense, very extreme. Um, As in what you're putting on Facebook is a lie, as in you're creating it. It's not a lie, but it's not the truth either. There should be something that's. There probably is a word that I'm just not articulate enough to. Yeah, no, it's, I'm sure it does. Um, but what about for for us, let's say. Um, so an area where I would be tempted to embellish or lie would be around kind of my CV. But I'm so shitless <laughs> that I I have never managed to do it. But I know people do it all the time and they get away with it. I'd say now our pr- doctor lawyer friend does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, know he's a, such point. a spoofer. Catch me if you can. Yeah, he's actually been a pilot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People do get away with it though on their CV. Yeah, because nobody could be bothered to what uh, to check. Yeah, but do you? Know, but I'd feel guilty. I haven't lied on my CV. Maybe about like my full clean driving license. Uh, I do lie when people ask me if I can do something, as in. So, like in this studio, yeah. Do you think you can? Would you be able to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, there's only two thousand buttons here, but I will figure it out. Yeah, uh, because but I don't know is that uh, that you don't want to bother somebody, or why do we think that people are going to think we're stupid if we just say, actually, could you, you just don't show want me the how opportunity to... to be taken away from you? Do you think that's what the fear is? I think so. Yeah, or that somebody else will come along that can do whatever it is. And... But like, I mean, that happens with actors a lot. And I like every time we have an actor that's getting on a horse and they've said they can ride, I'm always like, hmm. And do they have, has that There's ever? one or two now. I remember there was one guy and actually he was a stuntman and he, he ended up having to double an actor that was uh, not well. And they had a horse double, but the horse double was crap. So he came from the horse riding guy. Not a crap. horse double? Like a, so usually there'll be the actor, there'll be a horse riding double for that actor. Okay. And then be a stunt double who fights. But sometimes the stunt men can ride horses. Oh, but it's not a horse double, like no. a, double a horse. horse, which is a fake no. of another horse. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse riding double. Yes. Right. Very okay. good. So the double wasn't, didn't look like the guy or whatever it was. And they were like, they said to his stunt double, uh, what about you? Would you be able to do it? And he, he stood up and he was like, I can ride a horse. He'll know who he is if he's listening to this. And I looked at one of my colleagues and I was just like, I know by the way he said that. Like nobody says I can ride a horse. You say I can ride. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would never say that anyway. And he said, I can ride a horse. And he had to do all this mad sword fighting and like galloping and everything. Trampling like dead bodies. And I was like, oh, here we go. I was like this guy. And anyway, he hopped up and he was brilliant. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, thank 
God, yeah, he did all sorts of acrobatics and everything on the horse. So I was wrong in that instance. He did acrobatics. Must watch that one then. Yeah. Um, and do you ever lie about, did you ever lie about like your leaving cert? I don't think I so. I got a D3 in one of my leaving cert Maths. results. No, chemistry. I was so lucky to even pass. But mm. loads of um, job applications now, you need to put down your, your leaving cert results. Oh, so I just omit that. and look. So it looks mine. like I only did six subjects. Would they go to your school and check? Some of them, if you're going for a government job, you have to submit the actual, you have to Document. get the print out. Yeah. Ooh, that gives me like palpitations. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't get a D3. I got a D3 in maths, I think. Did you ever give a reference, a good reference for somebody that shouldn't have? No, but actually somebody said to me recently, I, I, I'd been working with somebody who I got on fine with and was lovely, but I didn't think was the best at their yeah. job. But they were a, a superior of mine. And I heard that they went on to do another job and it went badly. And somebody else independently emailed me and said, do you know such and such? And I said, yeah, he's lovely. Hope you're well. I didn't say he's brilliant at his job or I think that that's what they were obviously after. And I just didn't. And they never asked anymore. I and why said, did yeah, you go nice on guy. to say, why didn't you just say, yeah, I know him? Because I felt like I had to say something nice. It would be really scathing to be like, yeah. But they didn't specifically say, what do you think of this person? No, but I felt like that was implied. <laughs> well, that's, that's thank God they didn't ring me to follow up and say I don't know if you can in Ireland say something bad about some somebody you just cannot give them a reference I think you can just say yes I worked with them I remember asking somebody for a reference and they said no like, because they were too busy yeah but not because I'm not giving you a reference well because they were anything. too busy but I kind of thought like I'd done them a load of favours it was a drama it's when I was back in the old acting days and I'd done a drama course with this guy and I'd done loads of stuff to help him out like front of house and plays that he was putting on and you know just because I was into all of that at the time and then I was do I wanted to do some audition oh it was for like a young like 24 hour plays thing and I needed to have two references and I asked him and he was like sorry I'm really busy it's like okay <laughs> yeah I think you you can't um I think it all must be libelous or something for you to give up somebody a bad reference, which is makes references pointless unless I suppose you get a glowing reference. Well, can you say I'm not giving a reference or I don't recommend? I don't think you can say no I don't recommend. I'm not sure, though. You can if anybody yeah. listening knows. Um, I have a feeling you can't. <coughs> we have a caller on line one. <laughs> uh, or maybe you just can't be specific. I don't know. Mm. Um, I've told people that I wouldn't recommend people for sure I've done that where they've said do you know such and such and thinking about getting him or her and I'd say oh I wouldn't I couldn't I couldn't recommend them okay well good for you Um, well I suppose it comes back to the kind of politeness thing where we're really agreeable um well, I'm definitely too agreeable where I don't argue. I don't feel like I argue enough or really. I know it's not lying, but to, it almost gives me as much guilt as a full lie would because I feel like I'm not yeah. putting my point across or. Um, yeah, I just want to opt out. 
Every time I engage in an argument at about four seconds in, I'm just like, oh, fine, I'll just be quiet. Yeah. Whatever you think yourself. Good luck. And do you think that's because we're the youngest in... Because I... I shouted down for years. Yeah, well, I always... I mean, we touched on it a little bit last week, but until recently, I feel like I have been called a liar since I was three years old because... Or spoken over or... Uh, I people tell me that I misremembered something. Did you get your put your tongue out? Black knew it. Oh, really? Did you ever have that? No. no. That was it. It was like I'd be. I'd say you know whatever. Somebody ate all the sweets and I never got any. Put your tongue out. Black. <laughs> no, I thought it was black. It's like. But what does your family go? So if you say, oh, do you remember the time that we went to wherever and uh, I fell down a six foot hole or whatever? Yeah, and they go, happened. no, that never happened. Shut up. Go over there. Yeah. <laughs> There's one incident in particular where we were at a camping holiday. In no, France. it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. And it was myself and my two younger, youngest brothers who were older than me. And I had seen these sandals that I wanted. Do you know the story? No. So I was driving camping holiday all the way across France. Uh, I had seen these sandals that I really wanted. Can I have those sandals? No, you can't. And they were in like the supermarché or whatever near the campsite well that done. we were staying in. Oh, ooh la la. Uh, Say campsite in French. Le campsite. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, now it's going to annoy me what that is. I can't Google it. Anyway, um, so every time we went to the shops, I was like, please, can I have the... I mean, you want the... No, you have a perfectly good pair of flip-flops. You're not getting them. You don't need them. And then... I lost one of my flip-flops. On purpose. No, no, no. It's probably about 30 years ago now, this incident. Lost one of my flip-flops and I was like, I don't know where it is. I'm sorry, got lost at the beach or whatever. And so don't I got the you. new sandals. Okay. And then, found, now it does sound bad. Flip-flop. The flip-flop was found by one of my brothers like halfway along the avenue of the campsite. So I think what probably happened was it was put on the roof of the car and we drove off and... It you put off. it on the roof of the car. They impl- they said I threw it out the window. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Like I actually didn't. And I wouldn't keep talking about it. I would tell the truth now. So then, those three of us, uh, three kids in the back of the car for the whole rest of the tri- camping trip, we'd sit in the back, and they were sitting either side of me, and they'd go, flip, flop, flip, and I was like, I didn't throw it out the window. <laughs> And they're like, doesn't matter. Sure, you got the sandals. You can tell the truth now. And to this day, I still stand by that story. Okay. And they still think. <laughs> yeah, they still do flip flop every now and again if someone's wearing flip flops. <laughs> um, so I, I think that me being the youngest in my family has made me not stand up for myself. And then Just it almost feels like I'm party to a lie when people are ranting about something and I have a really passionate uh, opposition to what mm. they're saying but I don't stand up for myself because I feel like they're going to call me a liar or yeah. call me a I don't know what or you could feel there's the gaslighting thing as well where people make you feel like you've imagined something or you've you know you you say you tell a story and they're like are you sure because are you sure you didn't just think it meant that and it didn't mean that or you you, you know and then my inclination is to go, maybe I misread the situation. And yeah, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. OK. Um, and I think that's not. Yeah, I always do that. Um, but it's 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 kind of an Irish thing. So uh, I suppose the most classic example I can think of is um, 
is it's kind of the Mrs. Is it what's her name again? Doyle, Doyle thing. But um, so when we lived in Zambia, f- f- uh, my husband was playing squash with his friend pretty far from where we lived, probably like half an hour. But we both lived on the same side of town. Yeah. Um, they didn't know each other too well. And the friend said, can I give you a lift? So it was going to put him probably 10 minutes out of his way. Okay. And Morris said, ah, no, no, you're grand. Don't worry. Uh, and your man just okay, said, bye. okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. And Morris like, what a dick. Um, but to that guy, he was being totally logical. He said, do you want to lift? Mm-hmm. Morris said, no, you're grand, which yeah. in Morris's mind was, ask me three more times. Uh, I've had situations like that for sure and I've gotten properly annoyed with the other person for doing exactly what I asked them to do. Yeah. Um, but I think, I've yeah, what you're supposed to do is say what you want to do. Yeah. And then, and even he could say, we'll give you a, a lift the next time, whatever. But you're supposed to just say what you want to do because you can't expect other people to second guess all of that. Yeah. Easier, so Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, so instead of putting the onus on the person who says politely, no, no, thanks a million, I don't want to put you out. Yeah. You should actually put the onus on the person who asked the question because they shouldn't ask that question if they don't want to give you the lift. Yeah. So that's what we need to <laughs> yeah. scale back to. Yeah, I am I am actively learning that lesson like this week, to be honest, <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I don't know if that's an Irish, uh, not necessarily an Irish thing, but... I think it's probably more Irish, yeah, than anything else. Yeah, because I think on kind of, let's say, you know, I don't know, German or something. It's like a oh, logic yeah. thing. Yeah. I asked you, you said no. Yeah. Or. I think there's a maybe a bit of a male-female thing there as well, dare I say it. Um, yeah, I think so. Although Morris was the one who got you into the mess in that instance. So. <laughs> uh, but um, I do think we always just politely say something when we don't mean Status it at quo. all yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's I think that's the that's the thing isn't it really there's a time and a place but lying is necessary yes uh, and it's it would be unfair to say that nobody lies everybody lies all day every day Um. yeah no definitely because I'm going to come up with I'm gonna, we're going to find a word that means not the truth but not like a lie. Yeah. Because I feel like a lie is still damning. I still hear like hell, 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 hell when I hear lie. Um, but do you think everybody would just be so offended if if we just told the truth all the time? So if but you... Not if that's what we were all used to. So you're... I'm now presuming that you're going to give me a lift home. <laughs> but if you said to me, uh, do you want a lift home? And I said, yeah. With you know, in a different circumstance, yeah. you'd probably think I was a dick. Maybe. For. Assuming. Putting you out of your way, even though you're the one. Yeah. Yeah. I think or if you say, "How do that. I look?" Or I know we this that touches on what we talked on I last sneeze, week, sorry. but. Very loud. <laughs> if I said not not great, or that doesn't suit you, or whatever, and then that gets offensive as well. So, we all do need to just. Yeah, 
I think we know and we learn, you know, we pad away, pad around it, the truths and the untruths. Yeah. To, to find what is right and what is not going to do any harm to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a necessary evil. I probably haven't been confronta- <laughs> confrontational enough mm. to catch somebody out in a lie other than them not liking cheese when I made them a sandwich. <laughs> Dairy intolerant. Yeah. I know somebody who uh, went, took a girl on a date to a fondue restaurant. Cheese fondue and they only had cheese. Uh, like they didn't have oil fondue or whatever and she ate the whole meal and was like actually I have to go home oil now. fondue I have to go home now I'm dairy intolerant oh she's lying she was sick no she was well maybe she was wouldn't blame her <laughs> no <laughs> oil fondue is like <laughs> hot oil and you stick the meat into it and it sizzles and it cooks it oh right cheese is like it coats it in cheese so what are you saying that the girl so she, said- she sat through the dinner on this date to be polite and ate all the cheese oh right and then got really sick and was like I have to go home <laughs> right. now because I'm dairy intolerant. All right. I thought you were saying she was like, I hate this date, so I'm going to say I'm Maybe da- she was. dairy intolerant. Maybe she was, and we'll never know. They're not still together. I don't think it went past that date. Um, so you guys can let us know if, um, what, if you've ever been caught up in a lie. Uh, have you ever been hurt by somebody lying to you? Um, What's the best lie you've ever told and the worst lie you've ever told? Yeah. Um, well, let us know as we beg you at ev- at the end of every episode to get in touch with us and let us know and swap stories. Uh, we would love that. And you can email us us on storyboardpodcast at gmail dot com. You can Instagram us at storybud podcast, and Twitter is the same. Um, please get in touch with us. We need to we need to supplement our own stories with a few other ones so we know we're not all. Uh, suffering alone in these things. Nearcast. Nearcast, your community podcast network. Listen to podcasts about society, people, poetry, board games, and many other topics. Subscribe to a program today. Learn more at nearcast.ie and find out how you can get involved.